I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event. So give your friends something to look at. Like a B&B with an ocean view an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Well, hello there, private parties. Uh, welcome to episode 76. Yeah, it is 76. Um, how you doing? Feeling good? It's me, Jamie. Obviously, Francis isn't here. He is somewhere. I think he's driving up the motorway or doing something. I'm currently wearing a uh, leopard print shirt. That is, it's on the border of being like overly camp. Do you know where people walk around and go, is he gay or is he not? I'm kind of on that verge at the moment. In life, I'm always on that verge. I don't whether I don't know. My girlfriend certainly doesn't know whether I'm straight or not a lot of the time, which I kind of like, you know, I think it's a cool, I think being that kind of way inclined is like a good thing just to be on the border of everything. Anyway, I digress because today we have a very important guest, a very good friend of mine, a guy called Alec Alphys. Yes, the person I'm talking of, if you know Made in Chelsea very well, is the cast member, the American who used to date Louise Thompson, who now, congratulations, her just got engaged. So Louise, if you're listening, well done. You got out of Alex Clutches, thank God. Um, he is a really good friend of mine. He's in London. He's shooting a TV show called Slebs Go Dating. He's also doing Made in Chelsea. Um, he's actually a really interesting guy because what he did, he lived in New York, born and raised, um, and he dropped everything to come to the UK to follow his dream, um, or his girl who was his heart, and also be on television in the UK. And then he went back to New York to work for his father's leather company. And then now what he's done again is he's now swapped lives again and come back to the UK to follow the life in entertainment. Oh, the life of entertainment. We all know it well. Well, not all of us. Hardly any of us know it well. But it is very tricky and intense. So he came in and he had a couple of cocktails. Uh, Well, he didn't drink the cocktails when he was in there, but he had a couple of cocktails before, which we love to do. Hey, listen, it's nearly the weekend. We can do whatever we want. You know, we love going out and have a little bit of a drink. So he came in. He was very merry. He was in great form. Um... And we had such a fun time together. You know, he's very wicked. He's, he, 
makes my heart melt every single time. Um, so I hope you enjoy it. And just on that note, do you know what else makes my heart melt? Is the fact that we finished our tour in Edinburgh. Uh, three nights completely sold out, 420 people a night. And now we move on to our tour, which is going nationwide. Nationwide, people, 22 dates. Now, if you haven't got your ticket, I don't know what you're doing. So go to www.privatepartspodcast.com, book your tickets. They're cheap, they're fun, and trust me, you won't be disappointed. I cannot wait to see you there. Make sure you tweet us or Instagram us at private podcast and let us know you've got the tickets because we want to talk about it loads. Can't wait to see you there. This is Alec Alphys, episode 76. We love you. You gotta be good. You gotta be cool. You gotta be great when you go to school. You gotta be sweet. Do you know what else? You gotta be cool when you gotta be him. Oh, a Bugsy Malone and Matilda in the house, and you wanna be a back down dude. I mean, I'm new to this. Is this like your theme song or something? No, this is that. That was actually something to behold. I think Jamie got inspired from seeing a Banda Man. Oh my God, I love him. And the and the whole the whole rest of the night, Jamie was trying to rap. No, the, the first thing, no, yeah. no, no, I was. He was like, he was like, I could be a rapper. No, we were in, Francis and I were in Edinburgh. By the way, just to open it up, we are fresh off the boat from Edinburgh and our sellout show, three sellout shows. Not well, the boat, obviously. Well but. done, gentlemen. Well, why don't we start the show, ladies and gentlemen. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Private Parts. This is where we read the most intimate and sort of details of our lives. Joined me is Francis Bull. Hello, Francis. Hello, Francis Bull. Yeah, that's what I said, Francis Bull. Yeah, yeah, that's better. But it's more like bull. It's not bull. It's bull. bull. It's bull. I always thought it was boule. No, yeah, no. yeah, that yeah. is that is that is the case. It you, is that you and a load of other idiots. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also, the voice today we have in the room is Mr. Alec Alphys. Hi, welcome to Private Parts, buddy. Any other voice is not part of this podcast. You need to get help. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much for having me, Al Alphys here. Dude, how are you feeling today? Are you feeling fresh? Are you feeling great? Are you feeling good? Totally, man. You uh, he hasn't slept. This is, the, this is actually true. He hasn't slept. He's got a beer in front of him. He is ready to party. Well, you know, we're going with the flow. Play it as it comes. He is. Well, no, but Alec is, he's an artist and he's, a, you know, kind of like a rock star as well. Well, thank you very much, Francis. You know. So Al is sitting here, this is true, Al is sitting here at the moment, he's in, the, he's in the studio and he has got paint all over his fingers, which is, I quite like, it. No, you're, it's arty, it's cool. No, no, and cool. all over his face. And all over your face. <coughs> who, who or what or how or what, what have you been painting? Yeah, I mean, last night seemed to have, has, seems to have gotten away from me just a little bit. I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know, I met some people uh, after that with a friend and, uh, you know, you one thing leads to another one drink leads to two who's counting and you know before the <laughs> night is over uh, you know I got paint everywhere so <laughs> you yeah. play it as it goes hey, but Wednesdays are like that in London you know I remember the days wait wait hang on hang on let's just get this straight so you so you went out for a couple of drinks last night and you had you had like whatever you had like a date or something like that and what you went home and you you painted each other well I had a friend in from out of town I wanted to show him a good time and we met some people and we decided to express ourselves a little bit. Just a little splatter here, a little splatter there. I mean, <laughs> I may have missed the canvas once or twice, but whatever. Wait, you were painting a canvas? You were, their body was the canvas? <sighs> I mean, these are just semantics for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> 
because this is because this is the thing you are like an artist right now and you, you love being an artist and you this he's is not like an artist he is an artist yeah you are an artist i don't know what the fuck i am but uh <laughs> yeah. i'm here and i'm happy to be here so that's about all i got but do, this is the fact for you but you, i've told you this before but you know my artists were uh, seem to be like or, or, or like supposedly like crazy kind of like people is because the actual paint from the from the actual paint, the fumes from the paint used to send you mad, and that's why artists always seem as like perceived as crazy. Well, actually, the, it was it was it was that's almost right. But basically, the paint that they used uh, contained a lot of lead, and they when they, when they when you when you're painting in fine detail, you lick your uh, paintbrush uh, to point the bristles on the paintbrush. So they ingested uh, by by consequence a lot of lead. Oh, page. and that is why. Yeah, so they so they kind of you know uh, went a bit mad, and they became they got that that uh, reputation. That's why I'll. Yeah, there I'm you screwed. go, man. I'm pretty much screwed. Yeah. Then. But um. they don't contain lead anymore, so you've got no excuse. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah dude, you just crazy now, man. <laughs> so wait, so hang on. So also, we got to talk to you, Al, because we are just literally, as France said, fresh off the boat from Edinburgh Festival, man. Except we didn't take a boat there. So. We didn't guys take a boat there. Bit of a misnomer. Congratulations for selling it out. I mean, you guys seem to really uh, pull that together. Well done. Thank you. Dude, we did three nights. Okay, we did three nights off the bounce um, at Edinburgh, Edinburgh Festival. 420. 420 tickets each night. That is... 420, four Alec. Eight. Uh, uh, your favorite number. And that, that is my... Oh, yeah. I see what you did there, yeah. you little shit. I don't what? get... What do you mean 420? What is what? that? I don't get that. He's making a marijuana reference, Jamie. Get with it. <laughs> you, wouldn't, you wouldn't get it, mate. Don't worry no, about it. Like Good, because I don't smoke weed like you potheads over here. Well, I mean... It's not that... It. It's, it's an American... Police code for marijuana smoking. You guys will catch up soon. Don't worry about it. But the, so wait, hang on. So, uh, it's popular culture, man. Don't worry about it. This is this is the big thing in America now. Marijuana is uh, legal, right? No, not in America. In certain states, it's how legal. many states is it legal in? I actually I think, don't know. I think it's seven. In seven <clears throat> states, it's legal, uh, but varying degrees of legality. So some, it's more. Some, it's totally legal, like Colorado and California now. Whereas, like other states, uh, it's got some, you know, medical marijuana use. Like here, now it's now it's legal to have medical marijuana <coughs> without THC. Wait, so Al, have you ever smoked weed? What's weed? <laughs> have you ever smoked it? I don't like you. Come, you know, Jamie, what is wrong to put with me you? Of course, I've smoked some fucking weed. <laughs> the hell are you talking about? <laughs> if I smoked weed, it's like asking me if I've had yeah. a beer. Yeah. <laughs> Does the Pope shit in the woods? <laughs> So, but do when you go back to because so, Al he doesn't that's that's bears sorry because <laughs> Al you are you are from New York right so you grew up in New York born and raised uh, born and raised so is it now legal to smoke weed in New York in New York it's decriminalized if you have a license but they're about to make it completely legal I think they're handing out licenses and uh, I guess they call them medallions it's like the taxi service so it should be legalized shortly do you have one of those no oh. I'm certainly not well. So you're riding, riding dirty. <laughs> no, but the, those, you know those. Meda- you, do you know what's so funny about those medallions and taxis? Right. This is another interesting fact: is that the taxi drive. So the yellow cabs that you see in New York, and uh, you can get me if I'm wrong, but the yellow cabs you see in New York, they are they have these medallions in them, which basically means they're owned. Okay, they're owned. And as a taxi driver in New York, you have to be booked on from like seven a.m. to seven p.m. Or you can do the night shift from seven p.m. to seven a.m. And that's why they're all rushing around the place because they have a clock on clock off type thing but they don't own the taxi people used to go and buy taxis so they could own it so they could drive it whenever whatever time they wanted mm. and those medallions used to cost like a million dollars literally they used to cost they still cost an extraordinary amount but of i money. thought uber ruined that for them so that all these people lost so much money because they bought these medallions 
I mean, Uber, it's like the black cab situation you guys have here. I mean, Uber can come into New York City, but nothing's going to get rid of the yellow taxi, you know? Mm. Well, no, because also then they become a sort of novelty. You Do know? you think that's well, what no, it is? Not a novelty, but a sort of a nostalgic, you know, a remnant of the past. Oh, well, right. You, you, tour, you, <coughs> you're tu- you tourists can take a picture with a taxi. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that's literally what it is. That's yeah, literally what it is. Well, but I quite, quite like taking pictures with my Uber driver. Uh, <laughs> the, the Prius, I'm a, I'm a big collector of photos of me with different colored Priuses. <laughs> Tampon on wheels right there. <laughs> Wait, Al, come and tell us. Dude, Actually what? a very sensible car for a lot of reasons. <laughs> why, why is I it, won't go into them today. Why is it a sensible car? Tell me. Uh, best miles to the gallon uh, okay. out of any other just car. Right. Yeah. Just right then, it, it's it's like unbelievably economical. Um, so yeah, I mean, I I I think I wouldn't probably get a Prius not because they're not sensible, just because they're economical. Uh, but like you know, I don't know. Like, but the Toyotas are great cars. You know, you like them. We yeah. used to have a Toy- Japanese cars. I remember. I remember when I was younger, we had a Toyota. Okay, we had like a four seater Toyota, <clears throat> and uh, I remember when my a four seater. No, we, we had like, what's no. that blue car? It was like a, a beach buggy. <laughs> no, we didn't. We had like a you know like a carrier. We had those sliding doors. Oh yeah, yeah, those yeah. And I have a huge memory of as a kid. My mum and dad had a huge fight, and my dad went and said goodbye to us when we were going to school. And my mum slammed the sliding door as my dad's arm was in the car trying. To like say oh, goodbye, no. slammed it on his arm. The same thing happened to me actually when I was I was in the back seat, and uh, it was when sort of automatic window, you know, like automatic windows had just like yeah. kind of come in. It was like the sort Instead of, of the rollers, yeah, sort of early nineties, and um, and uh, I I used to put my arm out of the window and just like let it go in the wind, and then I remember my dad. Like just like I remember, just suddenly the window just catching my arm again. That's <laughs> <laughs> my arm. Just <laughs> like Dad, <laughs> going along the motorway. Oh my god! I had so I have like so many things. That really th- hard, actually. I, I was like thinking about, and um, we want to go. Basically, want to go deep into your your like life. I, oh I was t- and I told you this, France, today. I remember a time we're talking about because we just come back from Edinburgh, right? Which was amazing. We talk about filming and recording, and there were like cameras, everything, things like that. I remember, and then Francis and I were in our bedroom together, and I remember that this song came on. Do you believe in life after love? You know I think that's Cher. Yeah, okay. No, it wasn't, no, no, so it wasn't that song. It was, what's the song about heaven? Not do you believe in life after love. It's the heaven one. So it goes like, um, ah. Oh. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. 
In my room? No, what's the thing about heaven? It sounds like... <laughs> sounds like that, but it's not that. Yeah, I don't know the, what that was From anyway. the clouds above, clouds... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah how does yeah, that yeah. go? How does that go? From the clouds no above... I have idea what you're talking about right oh, now. Oh, God, I might have to play it. Okay, anyway, go on, get to the point. No, I need to remember this. Uh, guys, I found it. This is the song I was talking about. You ready? So that is the song. Okay, anyway, I used to have a video camera when I was younger, like a handheld video camera. <laughs> anyway, I used to record like everything, like my, my traveling, everything. I, it was like everything. <laughs> I did pretty much everything. <laughs> and one night we were at my uh, ex, ex-girlfriend, a girl called Lucy's house. We were at uh, her house, my ex-girlfriend's. And we had all my friends there. And I was like, we're all drunk. And I was like, let's watch one of the videos that we recorded the other night. They're like, yeah, sweet. <laughs> so we attached the camera to the TV. It took ages to do. We clicked on the TV and we started watching clips from like, you know, my recording the other night. We were watching them. There must have been about 25 people in the room, all of our friends, 25 just sitting there watching the TV. Suddenly, it suddenly like goes and switches to like, like a camera being set up and like in the back. And then you hear press play and then the clouds above starts playing <laughs> and I walk in front of the camera completely topless let me guess you're naked completely topless and start dancing into the camera and then it suddenly switches back into the and everyone goes what the fuck was that <laughs> it's a little blurb oh hi <laughs> dude it's insane but uh, so that was going. So, uh, what was it like growing up in New York? What was it? What is the difference between New York and London? Go. New York was great. I mean, uh, it kind of prepared me for anything. I mean, if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. And I, I got to meet you guys. And I mean, nothing. Oh, because you you made it in New York. <laughs> yeah, you made That's it. Exactly why I'm over here as a struggling <laughs> artist with no money. If you guys have any charity, please, please donate to alalphas.com. That's alalphas.com. I love the fact that you said, you know, if you can make it anywhere, you, if you can make it in New York, you make it anywhere. You didn't make it in New York, so <laughs> you had to come to London. Yeah, I was lucky enough to get born there, so I got I got all the privilege without having to fucking earn it, I guess. Where, where but do you, but do you love do you love New York more than London, or do you love London more than New York? You know, I'm always good to be a New Yorker at heart. I mean, I can't fake that. I mean, London's great. I like, uh, home's where the heart is. So wherever I feel welcomed and I'm having a good time is where I'm going to be. Going with the flow. I also love your like pod. What is this voice that you kind of put on? Like Why do you make it all missing? Why I don't you just talk like normally? <clears throat> I don't know if it's because of the microphone that I feel forced to create some sort of <clears throat> stigma here, but thank you very much. This is Al's radio voice. Okay, well, why do you have a radio voice? Why don't you just talk like a like, like I don't a know. There's voice? a bulbous microphone sticking in front of my fucking throat. So, I mean, <laughs> hi. I feel like I'm going to suck you. <laughs> but, dude, but listen, listen, you came, you went on uh, Made in Chelsea. We found you in New York, right? And what kind of... How were you approached? Like, what was that? Like, who approached kind of, you? Yeah, who approached you and how did it happen? So, uh, these two producers actually approached me. I think they found me on Facebook or something. That's how, that's their trick. That's how they do it. <laughs> Talk about a trick, right? And Because they Facebook stalk people's friends. Which is a little creepy. Yeah, but that's their, that's their MO these days, yeah. Well, I, like, I hadn't heard of fucking Made in Chelsea. I thought it was a, a fake it's show. It's not called yeah, fucking yeah. Made in Chelsea. And also, you, you were a big fan. You you knew you knew what was what, what it was about. Totally, that's worked out really well for me. <laughs> uh, this, um, this was after years of, of letters, emails, asking to be on the show. Oh, please, take me. 
No, I, no. So then I, I joined, and then uh, I thought it was kind of a joke, and I met you guys. I was playing baseball with you, Proudlock, and Spenny on the. But we should probably set this up a little bit more because what you know, Made in Chelsea. We had we were five or six series in, and then what they decided to do is take. We would shoot one series from, let's say it was like from September to December. Then they would shoot another series from January until May time. And then you would have the summer off and then you would start shooting again in August. And what they decided to do is create a summer series. So we refer, we've been to France, Ibiza, um, LA, and we decided to go to New York. And that's where we met you in New York. And we were playing baseball. I remember going this big American, well, you weren't actually big. You were just this little skinny American. a lot smaller then for God's sake. <laughs> yeah. And this American guy came out to play baseball with us. And what were your first thoughts when you met me, Proudlock Spencer and people? I thought you were a bunch of worms. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you walked out on the baseball field completely arrogant, like you knew what baseball was. Um, but you guys were awesome. I mean, Spencer gave, Spenny gave me a hard time, but you guys all acclimated. I mean, I acclimated to you guys. And the second day, Proudlock whispered in my ear and he goes, yo, mate, you know, you meant to ask that one out at like some mixer or whatever or house party. Um, and he was completely full of shit because I was the new guy. And I said, oh, hi, you're so beautiful. I'd love to take it at dinner like a fucking No, joy. you didn't do that. No, you didn't. What happened was, so, Francis, we were, it was so funny. We were filming in one of the apartments and Al, <laughs> it was like his second day filming ever. Mm. And Proudlock said to Al, I said, look, Al, the way you, way you do well, Made in Chelsea, if you ask out a girl, that's what you have to ask out someone. And he went, really? Like, that's what I got to do? <laughs> you know, that's what I, I got to ask someone <laughs> out? the story is it? I this remember, is it. You got, you, I've got to ask someone out? He's like, yeah, you got to ask someone out. This is, it's this quite is, a good impression. This is the, the way you got to do it. <laughs> and so I was like, oh my God, okay, oh, okay, fine. And so we went into like this scene and, and Louise Thompson was standing there. And Al's first ever thing, he saw Louise Thompson standing in front of him and he was on camera and he walked up to her and went, Hubba, hubba, hubba. <laughs> that is, you are so <laughs> no, full of shit. Exactly the what The hubba, hubba line comes from the rock climbing, okay? No, you did it in that, I remember it so, I remember looking at you, you go, hubba, hubba, hubba. I was like, what? Probably would say the same thing today. <laughs> it's exactly the same thing. And then you, you, you went out with Louise for, I mean, for years, buddy, didn't you? Yeah, thank you, Jamie. Yes, I did. I believe she's engaged right now. I'd like to give a congratulations to, uh, what's Ryan's last name? Libby. Libby, Libby to the Libbies. Um, <laughs> congratulations. But dude, you, because there was one point when you were the, with Louise where you were going to marry her, weren't you? He's yeah. going to propose. Let's not beat a dead horse, Jamie, okay? But tell us what happened. Come on, it's private parts. This is where we read the most intimate sort of details of our lives, man. Come on. Well, shit hit the fan, Jamie. I mean, uh... You know, I we were on vacation, and yeah, that clearly wasn't in the cards. I mean, uh, I don't know. You want me to get like super? We went on vacation. She was with me and my family, and uh, everything seemed to be normal. And then the next thing I knew, we we were on the rocks, and <laughs> the show heard of it, and they brought me back on over to film the whole thing. And that was a hell of a roller coaster. And, but and you, that was about it. But you did because you guys broke up. But you were you were fully going to propose to her at one point. You were like, I want to marry this girl. Yes, I was going. Yes, that's correct, Jamie. So you, you. <laughs> you could be married to her right now. How insane is that? How insane is that you could be married to Louise? That is pretty insane. <laughs> I think it is. Do you think you would have lasted? Would I have lasted? Do you think, uh, not in the bedroom, but in the marriage. <laughs> <laughs> the bedroom's the only thing we had going for us. <laughs> oh, right. But do you, I think well, it's... Well, not anymore, hopefully. <laughs> but it's insane, man. What is insane, dude, Al, is that, like, 
you you know you you have you've had a really interesting life because you came from this like guy in New York who then you were kind of doing bits and bobs and things like that and then you went on to the show. No, I wasn't doing bits and bobs. I was a co-owner of a leather a leather fashion and company. Fuck. No, I wasn't doing bits and bobs, but I was the co-owner. I love of how he thinks he's. We're going to edit that, but yeah, yeah, that yeah, like, yeah, really, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's saying we're going to re-edit. Uh, actually, speaking of editing, we brushed over it, but you did actually try. Some of my cider, didn't you? You bought some. <laughs> I, I love your cider. All right, I'm your not actually telling actually him. To, I'm not actually telling him to say that, but it no, sounds like. No, I sent like Francis a message the other day. Oh. I mean, I had ordered some of his cider with no discount. I might add, um, and uh, I tried it. It's actually phenomenal, and I gave it to all my buddies, and they loved it. So well done. What was Congratulations. Your, what was your favorite flavor? <laughs> I like the rose uh, one. The no, no, no it's, it's it's a cherry blossom, Sakura cherry blossom. Uh, yeah. I, Sorry, I won't bring it up again. No, no. <laughs> oh. no, but it's made with a rosé yeast, actually. A world-class rosé so yeast. So, yeah. I like the rosé But anyway, <laughs> just, just before, so we can move on, I've just got to quickly say that we sold out last week. Uh, <laughs> but you can actually, I put aside one mixed case, which, in which basically I'm going to give away to one lucky winner. If you want to, go on, if you want to get it, go to yoshisider.com and enter. You, can, you get a chance to win a £120 case of cider. Anyway. It's really delicious. Yoshi Good. is spelled Y O S S H I. Yoshisider.com. Check it out. Dude, so listen, the thing I find so interesting about your life is that you were you working in a leather company. You then went and joined Made in Chelsea. You then changed your whole life around, man, where you 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 left New up York. Upsticks. Yeah, you, you upsticks and you came to the UK to pursue this kind of television show that you didn't really know anything about. So let's not forget it's been a couple of times. I mean, the first time was definitely me following my heart. I mean, I was deeply, deeply in love with Louise, and so. Yeah, but I do you know how insane that is? Is that you, you? You literally you were at a job. You were earning a you know you were earning a good amount of money. It's all tri- I mean, I guess I'm fortunate to have an opportunity to work for a family company. But for me, at that point, with whatever guidance my father was giving me, it was kind of you know follow yourself, follow your instincts. Yeah, I mean, conformity is nonsense. I mean, I've got tattoos. I mean, talk about conformity, and it's kind of to be a man, you shouldn't conform to shit. <laughs> I quite like it. Mm. I quite like it. But, dude, but this is the thing. So you think, you definitely think in life that you should like follow your dreams and you should like continue that kind of road without a doubt. I think that you should follow your heart. Your dreams could be misguided initially and they can change over time. I think that you should follow your instinct and trust yourself. Uh, absolutely. Because actually following your dreams, you know, a lot of people say, okay, what did you want to be when you were, you know, eight years old or whatever? Uh, and you can have, an, have a dream there and you can make certain decisions which will actually affect the trajectory of your entire life. But then by the time you're 30 or 40, you might not actually really want to be uh, what you wanted to be when you were eight years old. And so you have to kind of be agile in your approach to life. And don't, don't become too beholden to a dream that you may have had as a child. Okay, so if you come from like a privileged sort of experience, right, you're all told to go to A, to B, to C, right? You're supposed to t- go, you come from this experience, you go to college, you go to uni, that goes into a, a degree in law, in law or whatever, and you have to progress into the structure. And it feels kind of like you just have to get yourself. Why sort the fuck was co- I talking about that? You completely interrupted me. I have no idea what the fuck I'm talking <laughs> it's about. You're, it's because you haven't slept your two beds down. No, it's because you fucking interrupted me. All right, you little piece of shit. <laughs> You were just talking about the fact that, you know, like you have all these friends back at home and you were following your dreams and stuff. And then all of your friends haven't really followed their dreams in a sense. I think that's what you're trying to say or followed their heart. I feel like you just have to do you, man. If, you, if something tells you to go left, go left. If something tells you to go right, go right. Mm. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and what and you know, so growing up, what was your kind of like? So you've always followed your heart because you worked at your dad's leather company, as we said. You then followed your heart, which was the girl that you loved, all the way to the UK to do Maine Chelsea. Mm. That kind of like did okay, but then you went back to New York to work in the leather company again. So what kind of was it like going from, I suppose, from such like a free kind of industry where you're being creative, you're on television, you're doing those kind of things, to suddenly going back to a 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. job where you're working for someone else, where you're earning a salary and you're doing kind of a structured kind of life. Well, it wasn't easy. I mean, I mean, you get used to the traveling, you get used to the privilege of being paid to talk. I mean, mm. that's quite wonderful. Uh, and I'm a bit of a narcissist, so I enjoyed that element as well. So you probably um, like this podcast then. <laughs> My voice sounds fantastic. Anyway. <laughs> And um, I still don't understand why you're talking like that. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's intoxicating. Anyway. It's nice, it's nice hearing yourself through the headphones. It's like a real, the full experience. It's yeah. wonderful. Anyway, so f my father, when I went back the second time, um, I found, we're, we're very close and we're very similar. We're both really intense and passionate and my opinion's my opinion. And it, it seemed like we were butting heads. So there was, uh, there was this conflict that was kind of distorting a really wonderful relationship that I had with him. And it wasn't until I went to Burning Man, which sounds so fucking cliche, but whatever. What did you do at Burning Man? I had an epiphany, and it basically said, shit or get off the pot. It was like, if you don't take a risk now, you're privileged enough to have this opportunity to do whatever the fuck you want to do, jump, and don't be afraid of falling. Uh, but that seems to be, a lot of people have that, uh, that epiphany at Burning Man, I no, think. No, but it sounds so cliche, but honestly, it was just such a wonderful kind of eye-opening experience. But it's a good, but I mean, it's people. a good, it's a good, uh, you know, decision to come to, I think. You know, because you only live once, and you, you know, you genuinely could get hit by a bus tomorrow. Uh, so you might as Dude, well. I completely if, agree if, with if that. If you, you keep you, trying to, to go to a destination, you're not living in the present, and you're not experiencing life. So stop trying to get somewhere, and just enjoy where you are. You know, exactly, yeah. Oh my God, Alec Alphys, you're just such like inspiration, man. Hey, so listen, Al, what we also like to do on the podcast is we like to do something called Question of the Week. This oh, is yes. basically where Francis um, asks us a question, okay, and then we have to try and work out the answer, guess the answer, reveal the answer if we know it, um, and then he tells us uh, a little bit later in the show. So, uh, Francis, when you're ready, my friend, please, let's have Question okay. of the Week. Um, what is the memory capacity of the human brain in bytes? Oh, what? It's ten percent. What I do you mean? I don't know how that translates in, to bytes. What about like like? Uh, yeah, no, like in in a sort of uh, you know memory capacity. No, it doesn't mean for a, a physical byte. No, I do talk about like, like, like gigabytes. No, gigabytes, megabytes. Oh, terabytes. all the gigabytes. Yeah, I love a gigabyte. Okay, yeah, so, yeah. Let's go and have it. That's why I always say if you ever ask one on a date, you go, oh, let's go and have a gigabyte. Which is a, a gig and a bite. You get is that how you? <laughs> that's how I ask. Is that why you get? Is that why you have so many takes? <laughs> <laughs> okay, how many bytes is it going to be? I reckon it is going to be. Do we get a hint? Is it a megabyte or a gigabyte? Uh, it's more than more than a bite. Both. Okay, more than one bite. It's more than one I don't know about Jamie, but most most. <laughs> a megabyte. I don't know. I have no. A ten thousand. 10,000 bytes. <laughs> 10,000 okay, bytes? So how many, what, 10,000 megabytes? 10,000 megabytes. You can fit one photo on like five megabytes. Yeah, so 10,000 megabytes. <laughs> so you think you could, you could store 10,000 photos? It's got to be over a kilobyte. Over a kilobyte? Yeah. All right. A kilobyte? Oh, God, I'm interested now. Can you tell us now? <laughs> no, I'm going to tell you in part two. Oh, my God, man. Okay, dude, also, Francis, I mean, and uh, later on. Okay, fine. 
Dude, are you going to tell us now or part two? I'm going to tell you in part two. Oh, okay, well, people. Well, listen, let's stick around for part two because Francis will have the answer to the question. Week. I will be talking about my diary and Alec Alphys is going to do a prank call. See ya in part... What is it, Al? There we go. <laughs> yeah.